discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. So let's share out a prayer and then we'll start this evening's session. Father, thank you for your children gathered all over. I pray that your word will work in them and cause them to produce fruits on every day of their lives. And I pray for results. I pray for grace for everyone. Even as your word comes, thank you that grace is released upon everyone to your glory. Grace to do what you have designed and what you have said, even in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for the ministry of your word and the ministry of your spirit that are present right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm sharing concerning the power of the word, and I want us to start from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, and I want us to read it in the Amplified Version. The word of God has power. That is the, is, is the power of God. Okay? The word of God is the power of God. So if you read in Hebrews 4, 12, like I was saying, it says, For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. So the word of God, as we have it, is not um, just a... Um, it's not like a novel. It's not like any book. It's not like chemistry, chemistry gas or biology gas or um, uh, Abbott's or any of those books you could find on physics, on chemistry, on biology, on on arts. None of those. It's not like that. It has it has an ability. That's what I want you to understand today. The fact that the word of God has an ability. Um, the word of God, remember, I said on Sunday, the word of God is a person. There are three designations of the word. I mentioned it on Sunday. And the first one is the living word or the incarnate word. So the word of God is a person. Okay? The word of God is a person. And that person came in flesh and was called Jesus Christ um, when he was born. Okay? So the word of God has personality and hence has some features of, of a being or the features of a being okay so it has power the word of God has power so let you know here it says for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power making it active operative energizing and effective and I was telling you on Sunday that this particular reference to the word word of God here is actually to the written word so it says that even the written word is alive and it is full of power making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of, of the breath of life, that is the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. You see, it's, it's, it's powerful. It has an ability. 
it's like it can it can perform a surgery on you. It says it is sharper than any two sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit. Then it says, and of the joints and marrow. Okay, he's talking about the the your joints, your natural joints, meaning that it can bring health to you. It can it can it can be used as a surgical knife to perform surgeries on you. Wow. Wow. So the word of God is full of power. And that's what I want you to understand. It is full of power. It is the power of God for accomplishing many things. If you read in Colossians chapter 1, verse 5, he lets you know concerning the word of God some more. Colossians 1, 5, still in the Amplified. He says, Because of the hope of experiencing what is laid up, reserved and waiting for you in heaven, of this hope you heard in the past, in the message of the truth of the gospel. You know, the gospel is the word of God, isn't it? So next verse, verse 6 says, The gospel which has come to you, indeed in the whole world, that gospel is bearing fruit and still is growing by its own inherent power. Have you seen it? It is bearing fruit and still is growing by its own inherent power, even as it, it has done among yourselves ever since the day you first heard and came to know and understand the grace of God in truth. You came to know the grace of undeserved favor of God in reality, deeply and clearly and thoroughly, becoming accurately and intimately acquainted with it. Hallelujah. But the main thing I want you to notice is that it says that the word of God is, has its own inherent power. It has its own inherent power. It has its own inherent ability. You don't need to do much with it. All you need to do is to make sure it is planted. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God is full of power. It is full of power. The word power is dunamis. Dunamis. Meaning that it can cause shame. Dunamis means the ability to, the dynamic ability to cause changes. The word of God has that. It can cause a change in your life and cause a change of things around you. It has so much power. I'm going to show you some more as we go. Look at Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 28. Jeremiah 23, verse 28. The word of God, the power of the word, is what I'm sharing with you now. It says, the prophet who has a dream, let's read the King James, please. He says, the prophet that has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, say the Lord? He was he's comparing dream and the word of God. He says that the one who has the dream, let him tell it. But the one who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, say the Lord? Next verse, verse 29. Is not my word like as a fire, say the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Can you imagine? He says that is not my word like as a fire. The word of God is like fire, say the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. So the word of God has so much power, it can be used as an instrument to break things. Wow. Spiritually speaking, he says it is, it is like hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. So tonight, we are, we are exploring the power of the word. The power of the word. And there are various um, aspects of the expression of that power. I've showed you how that the word of God has um it has power it has so much power in it okay with these verses now i want to show you there are so many of them i don't want to give you a particular number but i i, I can share with you about seven aspects of the expression of the power of god the power of the word rather and the first one i want to share with you this evening is the creative 
power of the word. The word of God has creative power. Creative power. Amazing. You and I know that all that we see around us came out as a result of God's word. If you read in Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Then he says, And the earth was without form and, and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Then he says, this, And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, between Genesis verse 1, chapter 1 verse 1, and chapter uh, 1 verse 2, there's a very big gap. It's called the gap theory. Okay, God started off by creating a very nice heaven. Everything God creates is nice. It's beautiful. So Genesis 1, 1 says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created a beautiful heaven and he created a beautiful earth. Okay, then verse, verse 2 says, And the earth was without form and void. The word was in the Hebrew, because this was written in the Hebrew. The word was in the Hebrew is haya. That's, a Greek, that's a, uh, the Hebrew word. And it means to become. To change, to become. So the nice heaven and the nice earth that God created changed to become without form and void or empty and void without anything inside. Okay? Now, this shows you what happened. Um, um, this, this accounts for all those things that are found by, by science that um, does not have a natural explanation to. Okay, people don't understand it. Dinosaurs, for instance. This, this particular gap theory accounts of dinosaurs and all those things. If, if you, if you read in history, or if you read even concerning science, they'll let you know that the earth that we are standing on is billions of years old. They'll tell you it's about six or seven billion years old. Billion. But man in this form, man as you and I are now, existed six thousand years ago. Just a little over six thousand years ago. Six thousand and what? Uh, 12 years, 11 years ago. This is 2011, isn't it? So 6,011 years ago. That was when man started, when they, they can trace man's um, DNA to here on earth. But they found fossils of other things, of, of, uh, of dinosaurs, of different kind of things here in this earth that are millions of years old. Some are 5 million years old. Some are 10 million years old. Some are... 30 million years old. Can you imagine? Now, where, how, where, where were they? How did they come here on earth? Because man did not come and meet them. Yes, man did not meet them because God created a, 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 and the disobedience of Lucifer. Another time I can share into details with you on some of these things. But what we see in Genesis chapter 1 from verse 3 is actually a renovation of this same old earth. So if you read in Genesis chapter 1 verse 9, it lets you know that this same old earth, if you read verse 2, let me read verse 2 and then we'll go to verse 9. It says, and the earth, this earth, was without form and void, or the earth that God created was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of, of God moved upon the face of the waters, meaning that there was so much water covering the whole of the earth. So look at what God did in Genesis chapter 1 verse 9. He didn't create another earth. The same earth he created in Genesis 1 1 is the same earth he not created but caused to appear out of the waters. So Genesis 1 9 says, And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together upon one place, unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Verse 10. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. Have you seen it? He called the dry land. It's the same dry land that was covered with water that he called to come out of the water. 
and he called it earth once again. And he gathered the waters that was upon the face of the deep and gathered them at once and called them, called it the sea. All this, these things were being done by God's word. God didn't use his hand and legs to work. He wasn't working from morning to, from uh, sun, sun up to sundown. No, he was using his word. When he spoke, they came into being. So go back to verse, verse, um, Genesis 1. Let's read verse 3 now. We read verse 2. Let's read verse 3. It says, and God said, when he noticed that the, the, the earth was, form, was, was without form and void, and the waters was covering the face of the deep, he spoke his word. His word was his ability, was his power to refresh. So it's actually what we see in Genesis 1 from verse 3 is actually a refurbishment of the earth. It's not a, it's not a creation because he had created it already in verse 1. So he was refurbishing it. Hallelujah. And the power that he used to refurbish it was his word. He spoke and the Holy Ghost put it in action. He says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. How did he bring the light? Through his word. His word has enough power to create. His word has creative power in it. Have you seen it? Look at the next verse, verse 4. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Next verse. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. If you go on, you, you see so many other days that he created. You know, now... He says he used his word. He spoke and God said, let there be light. And there was light. As to how he did it, we don't know. All we know is that the word of God, his word was spoken. And his spoken word was what brought everything into being. He brought the light into being. He caused the land to come out from the, from the, from the waters. He gathered his word. When he says it is happening, as he's saying it is happening, it's an, it's an amazing thing. That is the creative power of the word of God. It has creative ability, creative power. Hallelujah. If you read in John chapter 1 verse 1, you will see some more. Look at John 1 1. In the beginning was a word, and it says, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So he's talking about the word of God. He says, in the beginning was a word. In the beginning... I was explaining this on Sunday that he didn't say the word there is not there. That definite article there is not there. He's the, the real rendering is in beginning. Meaning that this beginning is before the actual, the beginning we see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Are you seeing it? This is a different beginning. Hallelujah. This is the beginning that predates the, the real beginning. So in beginning, before anything came, before anything existed, was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. Then he says, he was with God in the beginning. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. Everything you can see was made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Hallelujah. Without him was not anything made that was made. All things, verse 3, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Everything that you can see around you, around us, was made by the Word. So the Word of God has creative ability. Now just imagine having the Word of God in your life or having the Word of God on your tongue. That creative ability of God is in you. If you read the Bible, it lets you know that we are born of the Word. And because you are born of the Word, you have that same creative ability inside you now. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23 says that 
and being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God that lives and abides forever. We are now born of the word. And because you are born of the word, we have the same ability that the word of God has. Are you seeing it? Yeah. And just imagine you using the word of God for yourself, speaking the word of God first. As you speak the word of God, you're actually speaking, creation is hearing the voice of God, the voice of creation. That is why when Jesus came on earth and he spoke to the fishes, they obeyed him. When he spoke to the tree, they obeyed him because he was a wet tabernacle in flesh. Just as has happened to us now that we are born again. And everything that has, was created by God responds to the voice of God or responds to the word of God. So as you speak the word of God, all of creation responds to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It has the creative power of God. So the word of God has a creative power, has creative power. Now, if you read in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, let me show you something. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are, are seen were not made of things which do appear. It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds, all the, the things that we have seen in the ages were framed by the word of God, by the realm of God. God spoke them into being. So the word of God has creative power. Use the word for yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you meet Christians. As, as we go on, I'll, I'll, I'll be talking to you more about some of these things. You see that you see Christians who need things to happen around them. And they are very quiet. They don't talk. The Bible says that by your word shall you be justified and by your word shall you, shall you be condemned or uh, denied. He also lets us know that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. If you don't say anything positive about your life, nothing good is going to happen. Good things don't just happen. You must bring forth good things. How? By speaking the word of God to your situation and speaking the word of God to every single thing around you. Knowing the fact that the word of God has creative power. Wow. Uh So it says that everything you can see around you came out as a result of the word. It says through faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen today, the things we are seeing today, the trees, the moon, the stars, the, the sun, every single thing we can see today, it says we're not made of things which do appear. They came, they came out of things that do not appear. God spoke them into being and they came into being. In the same way, because you are born again and born of the word and have the word, when you speak the word, whatever is not in being today will come to be because the word of God has its own creative ability. Speak the word for yourself. Don't be quiet. Tell anybody, but don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. If you read in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, look at Hebrews 1, 1. Okay, let's just jump to verse 3. Okay, it's fine. Hebrews 1, 1 is fine. It says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. He says, he made the worlds by his Son. Who is the Son? The Son is the Word, and his name is Jesus Christ. So he says, he made all things by Jesus, who is the Word. Jesus said, I'm the way. I am the truth. The word of God is truth. It says, I am the truth and I am the life. John 1 verse 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. Who was the word made flesh? The word made flesh was Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, back to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2. Look at Hebrews 1, 2 once again. It says, he says, He has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and, and upholding all things by the word of his power. 
when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. He upholds all things by the word of his power. The word word there is Rema, by the spoken word of his power. So the whole, if you, I, I was telling you on Sunday, that the whole of the earth is sitting on nothing. The earth is plunged into space. What is holding the earth in space? It is the word of God that is holding the earth in space. The word of God is centripetal force. It is centrifugal force. It is every kind of force you can think about. It is real power. I'm not talking about a fake spiritual power. I'm talking about power, a power that even exists in the physical. Because everything in the physical came as a result of him. Yeah. It is invisible, but it works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that's the first aspect of the power of the word that I want you to notice. The creative power of the word. The creative power. So whenever you think about the word of God, remember that it is creative. It has creative ability. It has creative power. When you are using it, remember that whatever is not in being can come into being through the word. The Bible says that God calls those things that be not as though they were. He speaks for things that do not exist to come into being. He spoke to the darkness to produce light. And the darkness produces the light. Why? Because he believes and uh, trusts in his word which has creative ability, creative power. So he uses it. And he's shown us that as his children, what he can do, we can also do. What God can do, we can also do. If you use the word of God, you can have creative things created around you. You can create your future through the word of God. Just as God created, just just as he framed the world with the word of his power, you can also frame your world with the word of his power, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If If you look around you and you see sickness, Remember that no matter how what kind of sickness it is, if it's the sickness that damages your, your cells or damages your, your tissues and damages some, some organs, and uh, you know, human beings don't have spare parts, isn't it? Yeah. But the word of God can create, so you can create a spare part for yourself wow. through the word of God. It has creative power. And you have, you and I have the word. We always carry it around us on our phones and carry it ar- around with, with the, in the book that it is written. It has power. You unveil that power through your speech, through your words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the second part of the power, the second aspect of the power of God I want you to notice is the healing power of the word. The healing, the healing power of the word. The word of God has healing power. Healing power. I started, I've even started talking about it. If you read in Psalm 107, verse 20. Look at Psalm 107, verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their distractions. How did he heal them? He sent his word. He sent his word. God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their distractions. So whatever sickness is in your body, the word of God has an ability inside it. The word of God that you see in that book has healing power. It is inherent. Remember, I mentioned that he says that the word of God has its own inherent power. If you remember, it has its own inherent power. All you need to do is to take it in. If you read in Proverbs chapter 4, verse, verse 18 to 20. Look at Proverbs 4. Oh, I don't know if you're enjoying what I'm sharing with you. Let's read. Let's read from verse 20 so we don't read too much. Proverbs 4 from verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. 
Then it says, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. They are life. The word of God is life unto all those that find them, and also health to all their flesh. It will heal every part of your flesh. No matter what sickness, what disease is in there, if you take in the word, just look at it, my son, incline thine ear, attend to my words. Okay? Give attention to my words. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Keep them, next verse, verse 21. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Then it says, for they are life to those that find them. And medicine, another version says medicine, health to all their flesh. The word of God is medicine. If you partake of it, it will heal your flesh. It will change your flesh. It will change everything about you. It is, it is, a, it is medicine for depression. It is medicine for, for cancer. It is medicine for tumor. It is medicine for every single sickness, for hypertension, for diabetes, for every single thing you can think about. The Word of God has healing power. Amazing. <laughs> it has what? Healing power. For they are light to those that find them, healing and health to all their flesh. This is amplified. Healing and health to all their flesh. Wow. Now, look, look at Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Luke 5, verse 17. He says, And it came to pass on a certain day, as Jesus was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee, and Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. How was the power of the Lord present to heal them? Because Jesus was teaching the word. As he was teaching the word, that power, that aspect of the power of the word of God, which is the healing power, was present to heal. Amazing. One day one man said to Jesus, I don't need you to walk to my house to come and heal my servant. All you need to do is to speak a word. And when you speak a word, my servant will be healed. And Jesus spoke a word. And when he spoke a word, that word that he spoke left where he was, traveled through the air, and went and entered into the boy in his house and got him to come out from his, his sick bed. That is the power of the word. And I want you to walk around knowing that the word of God has this power. And you have it. It's not far away from you. You have it. You have it. Tell anybody you have it. If you don't have a neighbor, say to your phone, I have it. I have that healing power of God right here with me. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I to you. What did Peter have? Peter had the word of God. So he spoke the word to him. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And that word he spoke in the name of Jesus brought that man healing and strength and health. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, we have something. Peter said, such as I have. Know that you have something. You have something. You have the word of God at your disposal. You have the word of God with you all the time. And that word works. The word of God works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, let me show you another aspect of the word of God. Yeah. The creative power of the word is with you. Yeah. It's with you. It's in that book. If you take it, it will create for you. It will change, it will change your life. It will do something remarkable for you. It will bring something that was not in existence to you. You'll be surprised. That is the power, that is the power it has. And on the right mouth, that is on the lip of the born again Christian, it has, it carries that same power. Hallelujah. Then I've shared with you concerning how that it has healing power. The word of God has what? Healing power. 
That's number two. Then number three, the word of God has accomplishing power. So I'm talking about the accomplishing power of the word. The accomplishing power of the word. The word of God can accomplish things. It can get things done. Amazing. It can get things done. It has legs. It has arms. It has power. It has ability to accomplish things. These are your supernatural accomplishments, isn't it? The word of God can accomplish things. If you read in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6, all the way to verse 13, you will see this ability of the word of God on display. Isaiah 55, from verse 6, it says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. He says, let the unrighteous man forsake his thoughts. Wow. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. What a blessing. The Lord is not willing and ready that any unrighteous man should perish. He says he wants them all to turn to him and be saved. Look at verse 8. He says, for my thoughts, why is he telling the wicked man to abandon his thoughts? He says, for my thoughts, my thoughts, me, my thoughts, God, my thoughts, are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Next verse. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amazing. Next verse, verse 10. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bad, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whether to I sent it. Wow. It says, just as rain comes down and causes the earth to produce fruit, so is his word. He says, my word will accomplish whatever it was sent for. It will not return to me void. The word of God has accomplishing power. Look at Exodus, verse, verse 12. For you shall go out of joy. The word of God will cause you to go out of joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Next verse. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fair tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the mitre tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. The word of God has accomplishing abilities. It is to cause every, the mountains to clap for you. The hills and the mountains will clap for you. Hallelujah. He has accomplishing powers. The, the accomplishing power of the word of God. It can get things done. As you speak it, it gets things done. That's what I want you to notice. It gets things done. You see, you don't need to, you don't need to do much. All you need to do is to have it in you and speak it forth. I'm going to show you how to get it in you. And I'm going to show you how to speak it forth. That's what the rest of the messages are about. How to get it in and how to get it working for you. Because it has its own power. It's like a, um, um, buying a phone. The phone has its own power. You just need to know how to use it. You get it. It has its own. It has the things that it can do. The phone has its own ability. It can go and it can help you get on the net. It can help you access certain uh, apps. It can help you work. Uh, uh, it can help you type. It can help you do so many things. If you don't know how to use it, then you'll be limited. But if you know how to use it, you will not be limited. You will be able to accomplish so many things from one place. 
There are people who work on their phones. They don't need to go anywhere. They work on their phones and money comes in. They can even receive money from places. And they can send money to other people. The word of God is bigger and better than your phone. It can do so much. It can accomplish many things. If you read Isaiah chapter 37 from verse 1. Let's see Isaiah 37 from verse 1. This particular thing is brought to us in a very nice and beautiful way. Ezekiel 37 from verse 1. He says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. I'm sure you've heard of this story before. Ezekiel and the valley full of dry bones. Next verse. And caused me, the Spirit of God caused me to pass by them roundabout. And behold, there were, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. It says the bones were very dry. So many bones. Human bones, actually. Plenty of them. Next verse. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Only you know. Can these bones live? It says, only you know, Lord. Next verse. Verse 4. This is so beautiful. And he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones. And say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He told that dry bones, he says they were very dry. The very dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Prophesy to them. Then he said, tell the bones to hear the word of the Lord. How can bones hear the word of the Lord? How can inanimate objects hear the word of God? Remember, the word of God created everything. So everything can hear his word. Amazing. Next verse. Verse 5. Thus says the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Next verse. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Amazing. So I prophesied as I was commanded. It says, as the Lord told me to say, I also said. In Lamentations, he says that, who, who is he that said the thing and it cannot to pass? When the Lord commanded it not. When the Lord commands it, it will come to pass. It has an accomplishing ability. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. Remember, prophecy is the word of God. It's the, it's the inspired word of God. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together. Bones was bones. What was causing the bones to come together? What was moving the bones? It was the word of God. What was bringing one bone to the other? He says bone to bone. They moved as though they were coded. He's not, he's not saying someone else's bone went to touch another person's bone. No. If the guy's limbs were on the other side, they found his body and fitted on it. It's amazing. Bone to his bone. Next verse, verse 8. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Next verse. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. Next verse, verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. How did this army come into existence? Through the word of God. The word of God accomplished it. It accomplished it one by one. One by one. It has an accomplishing ability. It has accomplishing power. If you really know, the whole of the Bible is full of the ability, the accomplishing ability of the word of God. That's what you see throughout the word. Okay? Accomplishing things supernaturally. 
accomplishing things by, by the miracle working power of God through the word of God. If you read concerning Abraham, for instance, even if you read concerning Noah, God told Noah, I want you to build an ark because it is going to rain. After that time, it had never rained. So when Noah told the people in his time that it was going to rain, they were laughing at him because at that time there would be, um, you would have mists come out of the ground and water the earth. There was no rain from up. There was a mist that came from the ground. So you plant your, your garden and a special mist comes from the ground and then it waters the, 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 the ground. Okay? It's amazing. So there was no rain. Rain had never fallen. But God told Noah, it's going to rain. And the Bible says that Noah, because he feared God, moved with fear to do what he wanted him to do. And for 120 years, he was telling the people that it was going to rain. They needed to come into the ark. They didn't mind him. He spent 120 years building the ark. And when he was done, and he entered, you see, the, Lord, the Bible says that the Lord closed the door. And then the rains came, just as the Lord had said. It accomplished the purpose that it was sent for. When he spoke the word, it came to accomplish the purpose. God told Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. I'm going to give you a son. Abraham was 100 years old, but that word accomplished that purpose. Whatever it was sent for, it accomplished it. You can read over and over and in plain place, Moses and the 10 signs, the 10 wonders that he did in, in Israel. Every single thing he did was by the word. God would tell him what to do and he would do it and it would happen. He didn't need to move. All he needed to do was stretch forth his rod or hit his rod on the ground. The Bible says he hit the rod on the, on the ground and the dust that came up became flies and it was worrying everybody. He stretched forth his rod upon the sea and it was, it, it divided. It's amazing. According to the word of God, the word of God has accomplishing ability. All the miracles you can think about in the Bible came out as a reason of the word. Hallelujah. So the word of God has what? Accomplishing ability. It has accomplishing ability. And as you speak it, it will accomplish what is sent for. It will not return to God void. Wow. Use this power. Hallelujah. Then the last one I want to share with you today is the spirit and life communicating power of the word. The spirit and life communicating power of the word. The word of God is spirit and life and hence communicates spirit and life. Everything spiritual is communicated by the word of God. It can communicate it into your life. When I say communicate, it, what, it, what I mean is it's a channel through whom everything spiritual is brought to you for you to have a manifestation of it physically. I hope you understand. If you read in John chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus says something. He says, It is the spirit that quickeneth or gives life. The flesh profited nothing. He says, The flesh does not bring anything. It is the spirit that brings life or gives life. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God is life communicating. It communicates the life of God. It is a means of communicating the life of God. Without the word of God, the, the life of God cannot be communicated. If you remember in John chapter 1, verse 3, look at John 1, 3. He says, for all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4 says, in him, in the word, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The word of God is, contains life, and so it communicates life. How do you get born again? You get born again through words, and through words, you receive the life of God. How shall they believe except they be a preacher? Do you see? How shall they hear except they, they, they be a preacher? How that shall they believe except they hear? How shall they hear except they be a preacher? When the preacher preaches the word of God, 
that word brings its own life to you. It communicates life to you. The way of channeling the life of God into a person and channeling the life of God into anything you can think about is through the word of God. So it has an ability to communicate the life of God and communicate everything spirit. Everything spirit. For instance, if you look at, let's look at Mark chapter 4. Like I said, you don't need to, you don't need to do much to the word. All you need to do is to, is to, is to plant, is to make sure it's there. It has its own ability to do its own thing. Mark 4, let's read verse 14. Mark 4, 14 says that the sower sowed the word. So the word of God is the, 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 the seed that was sown by the sower. If you remember, the parable concerning the sower. The seed, the sower soweth the word. Okay? Now, if you look, look at verse 26, go to verse 26. It lets you know the ability of the word. Verse 26 says, And he said, So is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground. What is the seed? The word, right? It says, As if a man should cast seed into the ground. Next verse. And should sleep. And, are, and rise night and day. And the seed should spring and grow up. And know it not how. Have you seen it? Know it not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First the blade, then the ear. After that, the full corn in the ear. He's letting you know the processes that the word of God goes through. Just like the, any other corn. When you plant it, it will grow on its own. You don't need to find out what happened. All you know is that so long as it's been planted, you're going to get your results. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're going to get your harvest. Next verse 29. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he put it in the circle because the harvest has come. You see, so the word of God works. It has its own ability. It carries life. It has its own life that causes it to produce results. And it is a communicator of everything spirit. Now, look at faith. Let's look at faith, for instance. Faith is spiritual, isn't it? Faith is of the spirit. Faith is not something you can see on the shelves of uh, any mall. It's not in any mall. It's not in any market, in any part of the world. How is faith stored and communicated? Faith is stored in the word of God and communicated through the word of God. So Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says that, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes to you. How? By the word of God. As we speak the word of God to you, the word of God contains, it contains and hence communicates faith. If you want to get faith, what do you do? Go for the word. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Because it is a communicator of life and spirit. It communicates the spirit and the life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at salvation. I was mentioning salvation earlier. How is salvation brought to people? Salvation is brought to people through the word. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Look at Romans 1 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, which is the word of God. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the word of God has the power of salvation. That is what communicates salvation to you. Okay? The spirit and life communicating power of the word is what I'm talking about. It has an ability to communicate salvation. It will communicate salvation to the people. Wow! The word of God can get you born again, can get you saved in his own way, in his own ability. Look at righteousness. How is the righteousness of God communicated to you and I? Through the word. Look at Romans 1, 17 now. We are in 16, so go to verse 17. He says, For therein, for in the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just or my righteous ones shall live by faith. So righteousness is revealed through the word. Righteousness is brought to you through the word. For therein, in the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Amazing. 
How about grace and peace? Grace and peace is brought to you through the word. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. I don't know if you're enjoying what I'm telling you. Are you learning anything? I want you to, I, I want, I want you to know what you carry in your hand. It will give you something that is better than gold. Something that no, no amount of money can buy. No money can buy all these things. No money can buy faith. No money can buy righteousness. No money can buy grace and peace. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? Through the knowledge of God, which is the word of God, and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Through the word. Through the word. Grace and peace is multiplied to you. Grace and peace is brought to you. There's nothing spiritual that can be brought to you without the word of God. It is the communicator of everything spirit. The word of God moves with the Holy Ghost. It's not, it's not possible for you to separate them. Hallelujah. How about glory? Glory comes through the word of God. Everything spiritual, like I said. So I'm talking about the spirit and life communicating power of the word. So glory. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Second Corinthians 3, 18. It says, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changing the same image from glory to glory, even us by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, it says, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass. What is the glass? The glass is the Word of God. If you read in um, James chapter 1, verse 21. Look at James chapter 1, verse 21. He lets you know what the glass is. Then we'll come back to Second Corinthians. Okay, it says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nonsense and receive with meekness the engrafted word, okay, which is able to save your souls. Next verse, verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Next verse. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. The word glass here is mirror. Then it says, next verse, verse 24. For he beholdeth himself, he looks at himself in the, in the mirror, and straight away forgetting what manner of man he was. He says, the one who looks at the word and does not do it is like a man who looks in, at himself in a mirror and goes away and forgets what manner of man he is. So the word of God is a communicator of what you are in Christ. That's what communicates and lets you know what you have become. And one of the things it communicates to you is the glory of God. So go back to Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Let's read the Amplified now. Oh, do you like what I'm sharing with you? He says, and all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God, the Amplified Lesson says, in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are constantly being transfigured or changed into his very own image, in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Hallelujah. Everything. We have great inheritance in Christ. If you read in Romans chapter 8, verse 17, it lets you know that it says, And if children, then S, joint S, S of God, and joint S with Christ. Obviously, it says, And if children, then S, S of God, and joint S with Christ. We are joint S with Christ. Read in Galatians chapter 4, verse, verse 4. Look at Galatians 4, 4. It lets you know some more. It says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth a son made of a woman, made under the law. Next verse. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Verse 6. Because your sons, God has sent for the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Have you seen it? Next verse. Verse 7. It says, Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So through Christ, we are heirs of God. Now what brings us our inheritance? 
if you're an heir of God, that means that you have inheritance. What brings us our inheritance? Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Look at Acts 20, 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. So the word of God will give you all your inheritance that you need, that you need for your glory, for your increase, for your blessings among all those who are sanctified. It's not all those who are sanctified who have the inheritance because they don't know the word and they don't like the word. But make an attempt to know the word because the word has creative power. Learn how to use it. I'm going to be showing you how to use it. Pay rapt attention. Give your attention to the word. If you give your attention to the word, it will produce fruit for you and it will cause you to be multiplied and to be increased. The word of God has creative power. It has what again? It has healing power. It has accomplishing power. And it has spirit and life communicating power. You don't want to throw it out of the window. Hallelujah. So, use the word of God for yourself. Speak the word of God for yourself. Understand it. It communicates understanding. It says, I'll give you pastors who shall feed you with knowledge and with understanding. How do they feed you with knowledge and understanding? The word of God. They give you the word of God which is converted into knowledge and is converted into understanding. So you can't, there's nothing that you can do with God without his word. It's not possible. God can't get anything accomplished without his word because his word is him and he is his word. Hallelujah. Use the word of God for yourself to do wherever you are and see your life go forward in Jesus' name. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.